you know, one of the things that you said uh, about the time of IDEO was this idea of curiosity, optimism, and sort of reckless abandon. And the reason this came up is there's a book sitting on my desk called What It Is by Linda Berry. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She's a cartoonist. And Austin Kleon had mentioned to her to me when uh, you know we had him here on the show. And she writes about all the things that we stop doing as we get older, like making art, like dancing, like singing. And if we do do it, we do it in private. I'm really interested in why you think we lose that sort of childlike curiosity, optimism, and reckless abandon, and how you start to get it back as an adult, if we aren't as fortunate as you were to work in a place like IDEO? I feel like, okay, imagine that your body is a pipe. And imagine that there is this water just rushing through your pipe, like from your feet all the way up to your head. It's just rushing through like a river. There's something about society that as we get older, and I would say that it's the shoulds of our life. Mm-hmm. The shoulds, it's like it's like a like a wrench that we wrap around the pipe. Imagine it like right at the neck. And it's this it's this action of beginning to tighten the flow that's running through that pipe. And then we tighten it and we clamp it down and we close it up until the water no longer flows. And I think the process of reversing that action is 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 really looking at the shoulds of your life and saying cool i no longer want this to 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 divert or to clamp or to to in any way inhibit this flow from running through my life and it's about opening up that valve and beginning to stretch it and let it go and i mean this is one of the cool things when you see people who've really been living their lives and should for a long time Wow, when you begin to open that valve and let the water go through, it is a lot of pressure that's mm-hmm. been building up, you know, on the other side. And it comes through and it begins to flow through our lives. And this is what I think I began to feel when I started painting again. It was this pressure that it, it was it it didn't go anywhere. It didn't dissipate. It just erupted. And I think that society um, in theory, really wants us to be these, you know, flowing pipes. But there's something about should, unfortunately, whether it's um, society or the community in which we're in, maybe even the time in which we're born into. There are so many things that can divert that energy in other ways. And becoming self-aware of it is the first step, so that we can we can let that water keep flowing. Hmm. So, two things how do you cultivate the self-awareness and how do you trust that flow? How do you cultivate self-awareness? Well, one of the things about, as I think about should and must, we kind of imagine should and must going in opposite directions. There's one image that I feel like I missed in the book and and I I wish I could just post it noted in there today. (laughs) Should and must do go in opposite directions. However, Oftentimes, the best way to get to must is by understanding should first. Because should is this thing that takes us away from must. It goes in the opposite way. It's sort of like a, a girlfriend of mine said the other day, Elle, you seem really scattered. And what she meant was literally I had energy going in every direction. So it was hard to laser beam focus on what was right in front of me. Scattering your energy is, is, or becoming unscattered is literally like collecting it all and kind of coming back to center. And so... If you want to get to know must, if you want that energy to be flowing towards the creativity, the passion, the projects 
spend time getting to know should. And in the book, I outlined a couple of examples. One of them is as simple as grabbing a piece of paper and writing your shoulds down. You should fill in the blank. You should never fill in the blank. These are oftentimes belief systems that we inherit early on in life. You should know better than to. You should not. Fill those in on a piece of paper. Take 10 minutes. Do it. And then line by line, go through that list and ask them three questions. The first, where did you come from? When did I first meet you? You know, you can look at the first should. The second question is, um, when did I begin integrating you into all of my decision making and do I want to keep holding on to you? And the final question is about, do I want to keep this should in my life? Maybe the answer is, yes, actually, this is something that's really hard, but I want it in my life. And then that should ceases to be a should and and becomes a must. Or you can say, you know, this thing has served its purpose, its time is done, and it's really getting heavy to carry. And that's when you set that should down. And that is a powerful moment because the more we scrub away at the shoulds of our lives, the more space we make for the energy going towards must. And there's a bunch of other examples in dealing with should, but I would say for people who want to get more in touch with should, a, a really brave, courageous way to go is to say, I'm going to like go and look at these shoulds. I'm going to, I want to bring self-awareness to where I don't want my energy to continue to go. Cause often those things are camouflaged and they're kind of mixed in and that's why they're tricky to find. But, but once you begin clearing space, you begin saying, okay, now I've got energy. Now I've got time. What do I do with it? Uh-huh. And, and then that's where you begin to step into must. So the book talks about all kinds of things from, one of my favorite recommendations is to have people call their mom mm. or call somebody who knew you when you were little because nowhere is the essence of must more purely exhibited than when we're kids. It's just this wild, free, flowing spirit. And call your mom or someone who knew you when you were little and ask them to tell you stories about what you were like. And take notes because mm. those stories contain some of the earliest seeds of our must. Um, another great tactic is, this is actually a, a tip from IDEO, is to build a toolkit of, of unconventional tools that you keep in, in maybe in your home or next to your desk, wherever you work, and fill it with all kinds of things that inspire you to play. It could be um, wigs or pipe cleaners or scissors and construction paper. It could be photocopier paper, it, it, anything. Just fill an unconventional toolkit of, of, of parts and then keep it next to your desk. And when you need a break or when you need to shake things up, literally grab it and start to play. And the answer will come because the brain is brilliant and it works these things out as we, as we do our work. Um, and it will come up with a solution. It will, it will guide you somewhere and just stop and play. And that was one of the great joys of working at IDEO is it's a culture who takes their place seriously. And it's, you can see it in the work. It's, it's fantastic. Wow. 